Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Sunscrap Nation's podcast. Your host, as always, Daniel Jonas, here on Thursday, July 15th, 2021, Charlotte, North Carolina, as always. Um, today, we're going to be talking about what happened this past week in MMA news and then getting into breaking down the card coming up this weekend, UFC uh, UFC fight night, uh, Makachev versus Moises. There's a lot of cool cool matchups, no big names, but you know, kind of regulars, especially since this past year in during the uh the pandemic when there was a uh, a lot of fight cards actually happening. Some of these guys were on there. Um so they're making their returns and you'll know them from there. As, uh, more in the main main card. And the prelims obviously prelim fighters are going to be prelim fighters. But there are some good matchups in there too. Um, less less known people, but yeah, it's a it's a drastic difference from the last card to this one. But after it's kind of like a let's get through this one, and then it's all smooth sailing. Then we got Corey Sanhagen versus Dillashaw. Then we got oh, there's a Uri Hall versus Strickland fight. Um, oh, but Nico Montano is back on the card. Remember, she used to be the ban- or she used to be the flyweight champion, um, and that's all set it up for UFC two sixty five. That's a big one. Derek Lewis and Cyril gone. Um, but sadly, we are just going to talk about uh, where'd it go. The the light card this weekend. But got some names, like I said. Okay, so anyway, in the news, it looks like Conor McGregor won't be back until 2022. I think that's his suspension. Um, Dana White, let's see what he said. Yeah. Should return in a year, 2022. I'm pretty sure they... um, I'm pretty sure even the athletic... The athletic uh, commission gave him a lengthy suspension. Let's see, but that's what you expect with a broken leg. I'm not a real big fan of MMA Junkie. They don't really post anything good. They claim to be a really good news source, but like MMA Fighting's got a better article. Like I go on their website, I can just start clicking on articles. I got MMA Junkie, and it's like one article. A couple videos and an article. And then it's just like interviews. Which I get. I mean, interviews are good, but just put the interview on another page and then just keep internet articles for your front page. I mean, don't even get me wrong. Usually they've got like Check out these hot MMA fighters on MMA Junkie. It's usually what's on there. Um, da, 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 da. Let's see. Uh, before I get into the Misha Tate stuff, because I do want to talk about Misha Tate, um, especially that fight. I think it's a. I think this is cool. I think it's a really cool story for her. Um, Luke Rockhold frustrated with lack of UFC comeback options give me someone exciting or fuck off and, and let me go let's see the ufc middleweight 
middleweight rankings. Who is Luke Rockhold going to come in and fight after such a long layoff, and especially going to 205? Let's see. What are his options? He could fight Marvin Vittori. I mean, Marvin Vittori is coming off of a loss to Israel Adesanya. Why not? Why not fight Chris Weidman? I mean, obviously he just broke his leg, but... Um, I don't think Kelvin Gaslam has anybody. There's a lot of guys. I mean, just fine. Top 10. I'll stay out of the top 15. God forbid a guy that hasn't been fighting at all. Um, and it's not even ranked. I forget who Jacks Hermanson's supposed to fight. I don't know. Fucking Darren Till. That'd be a great fight. Uriah Hall. Well, Uriah Hall's fighting Sean Strickland. Brad Tavares is coming off of a win. I think it's more him being picky. Uh, let's see. Morning report. Algermain rips Petrion. He's a pretty shitty person outside of the sport. Whatever. I mean, I'm sure he probably thinks the same way of you. I'm sure there's people that think he's great, and I'm sure there's people that think you're terrible. I mean, that means nothing. That's no. That's not an article. Yeah, they put up a video. Uh, uh, I forget who put up a video of Michael Johnson. You forget that man. He can, he can throw hands. He's a really good like. He's really good at fighting softballs, which isn't because he's a softball. He's not really common, but. Very good at so he forget he knocked out Dustin Poirier clean, like he he had the hand speed that Connor wishes he had in his last fight. I mean, obviously Dustin's a different fighter since then, and that was kind of just like a. But Connor and Dustin kind of got in the same brawl in the very beginning, which Connor was losing. But that just shows you, man. That just shows you. But then obviously his. I mean, you talk about a glass cannon. He's got quick hands with knockout power, great takedown defense, but God forbid you find a way to get into a submission and he just it just goes all out the window. Um I'm going to I'm going to vote who's going to win this weekend, let's see. Yeah, no shit. Uh, when I break down this fight, I mean, I, I respect, but man, this is not an easy matchup. Um, Derek Lewis calls Cyril Gaon a boring fighter. Sure. I mean, isn't it, isn't it kind of, isn't that ironic, though? Like, he calls you... Derek Lewis calls you a boring fighter. Now, don't get me wrong. Derek Lewis is an exciting... I mean, you're talking... You're talking, like, last seconds. 
Hail Mary kind of exciting fighter. But don't Styles make matchups? Because arguably you had the most boring heavyweight fight of all time. And yeah, I'm not saying that Cyril Gaon goes out there and just like starches people. But Styles make matchups. Like if you find a guy that's a counter striker in Rosenstroik, that's why Cyril Gaon had a hard time. They're both counter strikers. Now, Cyril Gaon's very good at like feinting to pull a counter to then touch. And that's what allowed him to win that fight. And obviously, extremely good footwork. But if you just want to maraud forward at him, then he's going to finish you like... Um, who did he fight? Uh, who did they put? I forget the fight that he, they put up before his Stefan before his Volkov fight. But And Volkov even... I mean, Volkov went forward. He tried to be long. And just even then, footwork and all that, he got cheated up. It, yeah, he didn't knock him out. But, I mean, that's way more. I mean, that's essentially what was happening to him with Volkov. It's an extremely, it's a great fight. It's one of those where you, you literally can't bet because Derek Lewis will upset the, I mean, <coughs> excuse me. You could, theoretically, bet on Derek Lewis knockout. And if that's an underdog pick, that's a really good pick. However, it's one of those where you can't really pick anyone. You could have a decision. You could have submission. You could have a knockout at any point. You could have a knockout from Cyril Gaon's side. It's it's a very hard fight, and they're heavyweights. So. Um, there is no news this week. I'm sorry, guys. We'll just go ahead and break down the fights then because there are just there's just no news uh make sure to check out the website sunscrapnation.com also shout out ash my kickboxing buddy uh, he and jujitsu buddy he told me he listened to the podcast so shout him shout out uh check out charlotte cbd charlotte cbd hell yeah um anyway we'll get into breaking down the card this weekend yeah, because I'm, I'm not seeing anything. Things that we can be excited about. We're going to go through the main card primarily, and then prelims, I'll just be like, check them out. Maybe there's something good on there. They're at 7 o'clock this weekend, so looks like I might be waking up midway through the lightweight matchup in Jeremy Stevens versus Mateos Gamrot. Ooh, is this that kickboxer, Gamrot? Is this that? No, 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 no. He's not the kickboxer. He's that. Where is he from? Polish. He's the Polish fighter that he lost. I think he. Oh. I don't know if he. Did he lose? No, he. Okay, yeah, he knocked out Holtzman with that right hand. Damn, that was nice. Um, yeah, he's just a he's just one of those Polish fighters, like like uh he fights like Jan, essentially. Uh good take good transitions from punching to takedowns. Um you can't sleep on his hands. Um 
Oh, hi. On Reddit, I picked Jeremy Stevens. Um, yeah, but you know, it's not an easy fight, especially for uh, for Jeremy Stevens. I mean, this guy's pretty. He's a former champ. All right, let's get into at least the bottom. Okay, Gabriel Benitez versus Billy Cortillo. Um, Gabriel Benitez is coming off of a loss to... No, win to Justin James, which before that he lost to Omar Morales. Yas. Um, so yeah, that Justin James fight, and then before that was the Yusuf, Sadiq Yusuf. Um, yeah. Anyway, he's, off, he's coming off of a win to Justin James. Um, uh, but Billy Cortillo has been on a run recently. Nope. He lost to Gavin Tucker before that he, he knocked out two dudes, uh, in spite Carl and Kyle Nelson. Spark Kyle came out with a lot of hype and then Kyle Nelson. I think he was an awkward dude. Yeah. Uh, but then Gavin Tucker won in a decision. I think it was a yeah, it was a very close decision. Yeah, 136 strikes to 123, seven takedowns out of 13 <laughs> um, for Gavin. So yeah, it was one of those. Qu- Billy's got really unique footwork, so it makes him hard to just take down. And then his obviously his take his get his get ups are great. I think he's going to just be. Too awkward for Gabriel Benitez. Benitez being a, move, a forward-moving fighter. I think Billy just brings something different to the table, and being a different fighter is always good. Um, obviously, everything has a double-edged sword. Like, you can be awkward and have your hands down and then be figured out after, I don't know, 11 years by a team and then look like Cody Garbrandt versus Dominic Cruz. Always a possibility. However... That's one out of all the other times. I mean, Dominic Cruz just won a fight with Kenny against Kenny Casey, or Casey Kenny, an up-and-coming bantamweight fighter, and he called that fight, and he just went to vintage Dominic Cruz. And for someone that doesn't have all that, I mean, you have all the tape and all that kind of stuff, but if your team hasn't spent the years that Team Alpha Male did creating, like, a perfect counter to who you are, like the destro- like the you you build con- you usually see it with champions and that's one of the cases you see a guy like Chris Weidman was built to beat Anderson Silva that was his thing um but then you get other fighters that kind of just like it doesn't work against Billy is one of those guys where he has his own thing and unless you have some tape on it and you can find some tendencies if you just go out there without any game plan, it's going to be very hard. So that's why I have Billy kind of winning this fight. I don't. Let me get the odds up. Uh 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 uh. Wait, what? Billy is the underdog. <laughs> that's dumb. I'd put money on Billy. That's my underdog pick. That's my underdog pick. Uh, and then you have Hodolfo Vera versus Daniel Stol or Dustin Stolfus. Dustin. 
I don't really know much about the. Oh, he lost to Kyle Dawkins. Okay. Um, I mean that doesn't that doesn't determine his his career or anything like that. I'm just saying. Um, I think that was his only fight in the UFC was to Kyle Dawkins, and he lost due to decision. How many takedowns did he get? He got two of seven takedowns. Well, hmm. you know, it's, uh, I, I, it's weird that they're going to give Adolfo Vieira this, uh, like, another up-and-coming fight like this. Kyle Dock has got two of seven takedowns. He at least got two takedowns. So, to me, it's like if Kyle Dawkins is taking you down, Adolfo Vieira could take you down. But I don't know. It's up to, to be honest, it's up to Adolfo Vieira if he's, made any changes in his camp, like not his camp, but like in his game planning. Is he different from, is he different from his fight against uh, Fluffy? What's his name? Uh, Anthony Hernandez. If it's, you know, obviously the eye is a, well, he won with that eye thing. But, um, Yeah, if you can just get him down early, first round, and just do the Adolfo Vieira thing, win. But, man, if he didn't make any changes from, like, being able to continue that pace or maybe even, what's the, like, pacing himself for the other rounds, Dustin Stolzvus is going to, you know, just do what Anthony Hernandez does. It's a very easy game plan. Just make sure he doesn't get the takedown. And then just outstrike the shit out of him. Right? Obviously, he's a very powerful and heavy guy or a heavy, powerful dude who can land big. But they're not technical. So if you're the more technical striker and can just present a sprawl and brawl game plan, hmm, easy win. But let's see. Dustin Stolf. Let me get uh, the, the Gypsy King of MMA. Hmm. Kind of like that. Um, let's see what his game is kind of like. Okay, I started with him. Oh, possibly knocking someone out. Oh. Oh. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm watching him. I'm watching his pro fights. Mm. He has a lot of submission wins. He's a dog. He'll fucking. He's got a good fight IQ. He can see. He he's got good eyes in there. Like. But man, it bothers me that he's like real jujitsu heavy. Um, in that case, I'm gonna go for Adolfo Vieira on that one because a lot of his involve him eventually going to the ground. And regardless about how, like, obviously that Anthony Hernandez knockout was brought or that that tap was brought on with, by the striking first, you know, he's just very forward pressured. So if he just comes out aggressive at Rodolfo Vera, he's going to get taken down. 
All right, so in the lightweight matchup, you have Jeremy Stevens versus Mateos Gamrot. Uh, let's see who's the favorite because that'll help me make a better understanding. Gamrat is the favorite. You should put money on Jeremy Stevens just in the sense of he could land that one. Um, oh, it's back at lightweight, too. You know what? I changed my mind. Mateo's Gamrat. That makes a lot more sense. Since it's at lightweight. I mean, obviously, Jeremy Stevens has knockout power at lightweight. So I guess you could put the money on him. But um, Mateo's is just going to be a or is just gonna be a bigger guy. So you might be able to take the shots better than, let's say, if they were fighting at featherweight. Um, if you're if you put money on decisions, obviously I would go with Gamrot. But Jeremy Stevens, I mean, could could knock him out. Uh, what's his? I mean, he was supposed to fight Jakar Close, and then he pushed him to the next. Calvin Cater knocked him out. Was his last fight. He's had some time to recover. All right, and then Marion Renault versus Misha Tate. I love this fight. Why do I love this fight? It was Misha Tate. I heard an interview with her recently. She and I saw her Instagram. She looks phenomenal. She's in the best shape I think she's ever been in a career, and um, she's got this fire now. Like after having two kids and coming back and saying that she never wanted to fight again. She's got this, like, burning desire to be the champion. Um, I mean, we all know how big her spirit is. She's the type of person that can finish the championship fight in the final round, choke out the champion, and win after losing for four rounds. She's got that spirit. Indomitable, if you will. Marion Renault has been saying she's going to retire. No one likes hearing that. She's 9-7. and seven. Um, this is a make it or break it for both these. I mean, this is a make it or break it for Misha Tate more than it is Marin Renault. I love all the like the tsunami of Misha Tate that's coming in as far as best training camp, um, heads right, uh, physical fitness is right. Um, just like doing all the right things to come back. Marin Renault is just trying to get out of there. She's one foot out the door. She lost to Macy Chasson in her last fight. Which isn't a bad loss. Macy is, you know, the new, the new breed coming in for the girls. Uh, but yeah, she's on a three-fight losing, four-fight losing streak. So if there's any time for her to come in and, you know, Misha Tate come in and retire someone, it's going to be Marion. And she said that if Yana won her last fight, which she didn't, she wanted to call Yana out. I don't know what Misha Tate's plan if she beats Marion this fight, but her goal is a championship fight. So how I don't know her path. She's a former champion. You can always just pull the former champion card, not necessarily skip the line. I don't know if I want to see it. Amanda Nunes is right there. But she does hope that Juliana Pena beats Amanda Nunes. So I'm assuming you have a wrestler in Juliana Pena forced to go against the wrestler in Misha Tate. Rather than Misha take, taking the rematch against arguably the best woman ever, um, I think, and I'll get into more breakdowns of that. 
when we get close to that fight, <clears throat> I think Amanda like I think I mean I, I think Amanda I think it's a I think it's a a Megan Anderson like performance, let's just say, with Amanda in her next fight. You got Juliana Pena talking all this shit. She's like she's like, I don't think she wants to fight. It's like, dude, you keep talking shit. <laughs> keep talking shit. Cause it's like it's the talking shit thing that I think it's not that it gets to Amanda personally, but I think it's just one of those, okay, well give me a reason to come down to one thirty five. Thank you. Thank you for giving me a reason to not be to not be miserable during this weight cutting process. Like give me a reason to enjoy dieting, if you will. All right. So anyway, I think Misha Tate goes in there. Um she should be the I mean uh, there's a potential that she could be the underdog. It wouldn't be crazy. I know she's the favorite. Yeah, just the fact that Marion's like, I'm out of here. I think everyone's like, put your money on the chick that's not, that is trying to come back. Ring rust is a thing. 18 and 7. What a career Misha Tate's had. All right, and then um, in the main event, obviously, you have Islam Makachev versus Jago Moises. Doesn't really do much for Islam, but if he can just show that even the up-and-coming dudes, like future contenders, aren't even going to stand a chance, then Islam is trying to cement his role as the best in the division. I don't hate this fight. I just think... Islam is essentially the next... Like, he's the... He's... The heir, heir to be, if you will. This is who Khabib is, thinks is going to take his place. Yada, yada, yada. He's Khabib with the better striking. Um, <clears throat> he's already lost, though. He's lost to... Not, a, not bad, but... I mean, he's been fighting the UFC. Adrian Martins. Got knocked out. Back in 2015. Hasn't lost since. He just submitted Drew Dober in the first round. Was straight... Shoulder pressure. Unbelievable. His grappling, his little trips from the outside, his, I mean, his striking's great. Um, I watched the Thiago Moises versus Michael Johnson fight. He had no success standing up against Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson is a, is a sh- scarier striker than Islam. But Islam's competent enough on his ground and his striking that if Thiago Moises is going to do what he did against Michael Johnson, he's going to take a beating, and there's a chance that he could get taken down and then even worse beating because you've put yourself in a position to be taking ground and pound. So Thiago, instead of being able to fire something back even, would be stuck on his back, and that's the worst thing you can have happen. However, in the second round, he comes out aggressive and goes for an ankle lock on Michael Johnson and submits him. I can show you a video of Michael Johnson being put in all the submission defenses and just being like a fish out of water. Like Darren Till said, I got to the top five with just a left hand. There are people out there that can do it. Um, and I just don't see – I can see in the camp of Giacomo, ATT – We've got the game plan. We'll just calf kick him. We'll force him to go for a takedown, and we'll submit him. We'll, you know, we'll stay on the back foot. We'll, he's been, obviously, works with Kebla Kutas. 
Plutus, the kickboxing Mu Muay Thai coach at ATT, the calf-kicking man, the man that you ask about all the questions. So I figure that's their game plan, is to go in there, force the takedown to attack a submission, because Thiago's got, you know, he's, very, he's good on his back. I just think this is a guy that's not fought. He's on a three-fight win streak. He lost to Damir Ismagulov, who just outstruck him. Um, and he lost to Benil Dariush, who got four takedowns on him. Benil taking you down, Islam Makachev taking you down. I just think, and you can ask anyone, Islam's going to win this fight. Uh, I mean, he's supposed to be the heir apparent to Khabib possible. I mean, he's young, but he's been fighting in the UFC for a while. He's thir actually 30. He's not the youngest. Um, who does he fight after? Uh Okay, so let's look at this. Chaga Moises, if he beats, if he if he wins Islam, if he beats Islam, I mean he's he's fighting whoever. Fuck man, um, he fights Chaga Moises immediately. Fight, dude. You could give him the Benil Dariush fight. Give him a rematch. That would be my. That's what I'd want to see. And then if Chagum, or if uh, Islam wins, um, you could do a Rafael dos Anjos. You could give Islam Rafael, give him a former champion, or a Tony Ferguson. So he said he'd like to retire Tony Ferguson. It was pretty ominous. Um, I would give him one of those two guys, just because. Not that Tony's. I mean, he's a former interim champion, but. Like, if you beat those guys, you're definitely ready for top three or top two. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd give him RDA. Or, and if things are just, like, not funneling at the top, if you have a win over RDA especially, it's like, I beat a former champion, give me the champion. Give me champion. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure... I'm sure the odds for this guy are crazy towards him. Minus 700. I mean, shit. If you want to put money on Thiago Moises, go for it. But I just do not see that happening. Um, and then just a shout-out to Daniel Rodriguez on the prelims. I like watching that guy. Um, all right. Well, that's all I got for you as far as picks and stuff. Uh, sorry, there wasn't any more news. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Once again, check out SouthernScrapNation.com, SouthernScrapNation on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Spotify. You can check me out on Instagram and Facebook, Daniel Jonas, and you can DM me there. You can ask me questions there. Um, and you can go to Daniel at SouthernScrapNation.com for the email if you want to email me things. So check that out. Uh, Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the weekend. I hope you guys enjoy the fights. And don't fall asleep too early. And if you do, set an alarm. All right. Until next time, stay safe. Peace.